ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 348th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, The Falcons Roster to Remain Fluid. We just got the final cuts in. All of them uh, just came across. We posted them. They're on AJC.com. They made their 27 cuts today. Uh, some surprises. Uh, uh, some some good stories there among the group. But uh, Coach Smith warned us that that's not going to be the final 53. It's going to be a fluid situation. And we have some of the reasons as to why uh, that's going to be the case. And we're going to look at them here. Uh, today in the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Let's start with uh, Coach Arthur Smith on his biggest difference in this cut day, uh, the second season as compared to last year, his first as the head coach. You know, it was a little bit different. Um, like I said, we talked, talked a little bit about this Saturday night. There's a lot of different, it's going to be very fluid. So what you may see tomorrow, four may look different. Wednesday at four may look different Thursday or Friday. Uh, you know, without the preseason four, these transactions happen, happen earlier now. Uh, last year, you were still dealing with some of the COVID restrictions, so that was a different dynamic. Uh, we also played Sunday night, so we didn't practice that Monday. And, you know, we only, you know, we only get a certain number of practices this week, so we end up practicing that, that Tuesday. So it's a little bit different. We practice today. We will not practice tomorrow. We'll be back out here Wednesday and Thursday. So there are a lot of things that are a little bit different. The variables have changed. But like anything, you, you know, you look what we did in the past and what can we improve on. We've certainly done that. All right. That's uh, Coach Arthur Smith uh, talking about the situation being fluid. Uh, one of the other fluid situations is what are they going to do at center? We've seen Drew Dahman and Matt Hennessy battle throughout the offseason, rotating every day of practice and so forth and so on. And at some point, they're going to have to make a decision. Here's what Arthur Smith said, what needs, what he needs to see to make a decision on a starting center. Yeah, a little bit I want to step back because the competition has been so competitive. And I don't told um, both the guys, they, they've handled it really well. That's not an easy thing to do. Uh, the spirit of cooperation on a really competitive uh, job opening. And then both those guys, you give them a lot of credit. Uh, you know, I want to take a step back, go back through everything so we can – you know, take a motion out of it and make a good, good objective decision. All right. That, uh, he said he wants to take a step back. They're going to make the decision. I think it's made already. They might have tipped it off in the last game as I was doing some work yesterday. Uh, Drew Dahman played in the game when they were holding the starters out. But he only played four snaps on special teams. Hennessy didn't dress. So, I mean, that's all the tea leaves we get to read here. Um, you know, with the guys. Also, the snaps in game in the exhibition season favored Drew Dahlman. 
uh, by seven snaps or so. So he's left us to uh, do this type of number crunching here, uh, guessing on who the center is going to be. Uh, I've, I've continued as Dalma's job to win, uh, not so much Hennessy's job to lose, but, um, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. I just thought if both of those guys are top quality centers, then maybe the other, the loser slides over their left guard. But, um, you know, that person's going to have to back up the guards and the centers, no matter who's, uh, uh, wins it. Two of the guards that were in contention, Justin Schaefer and Kobe Gossett, were were released today. So, um, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that. Is this a better line? Uh, right now you got McGarry, Lindstrom, Hennessy or dominant center, Elijah Wilkerson at, at left guard who beat out Jalen Mayfield, and then you got Jake Matthews at the uh, left tackle spot. So we'll see if this is a better line. So one of the people we talked to uh, yesterday is uh, Chris Lindster. And so he wanted to know, we want to know from Chris how the two centers are handling the competition. Uh, I just think the the mindset of the entire camp of the whole team has been competitive. And uh, so many guys have just come in, come to work every day with the right mindset and attacking and, you know, putting egos aside and really just coming to work every day. And, you know, love those guys for that. Yeah, and the Falcons are in a spot where, hey, they got to find players. They got to make players. Uh, one of the guys they've been developing over the last uh, two years, and he beat out a veteran. Uh, Anthony Fersker was among the tight ends cut. And uh, Parker Hesse, a former defensive lineman with the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, has made the team as a tight end and is uh, looks like the lead blocker in the old Lee Smith uh, role. So we asked Chris Lindstrom how Parker Hesse was doing for a former defensive lineman. It's amazing. Uh, we played each other. Actually, he was a D lineman in the uh, Pinstripe Bowl in 2017. So we got to play each other uh, offense, defense. But we kind of joke about that now. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. He's a great guy. And just the changes he's been able to do is really admirable. Okay, we're going to hear a little bit from Parker later. But a couple items we need to discuss because, you know, we're looking at everybody that got cut. And we're looking at, hey, is this guy better for the Falcons? Got to look at three teams. Definitely whoever gets cut out of Tennessee, Chicago Bears, and the New Orleans Saints. That's where the Bering Trust is from. Arthur Smith's from Tennessee. Terry Fontenot's from the Saints. And his right-hand man, uh, Ryan Pace, is from uh, Chicago. So that's why you saw a lot of influx of Titans, Bears, and Saints this offseason. Season. And then last year, Carl Smith, who came from Washington football, you had some of his guys in here, Fabian Monroe and so forth. So he told us it's going to be fluid. That's not going to be Eston Stone. He talks about not giving away scholarships. So, you know, you got to look at the bottom of the roster. And uh, my first pass through kind of, uh, you know, I don't get too excited about the lacrosse kid making the roster uh, right now. Uh, Jared Bernhardt, he did, he did lead him in receiving. But, uh, you know, they're going to be 100 receivers cut today. Most teams have 9 to 12 receivers in camp. Most teams only keep 6. So that's 6 times 30. That's 100 and some wide receivers. And you got to say, hey, are these guys better than Jared Bernhardt, Demir Bird, uh, and the guys who made it on the back end of the roster? A lot of the guys will come in for um, – you know, maybe come in for tryouts or come in for the practice squad. 
but maybe they didn't think they can get Bernhard through waivers back to the practice squad, so they kept him up. So that, that's some of the roster maneuvering that's going on. Now, one of the big early cuts was out of Miami was former Georgia running back Sony Michelle. It's a first-round pick with New England. In 2018, he's won two Super Bowl rings. Four years in the league, two Super Bowl rings. That's pretty good. Five foot 11, 215 pounds. He's played in 55 games with 35 starts. You know, uh, he's 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 a dependable back. He's got a great average. He can't. He's not a bell cow like Nick Chubb is up in Cleveland, but certainly a gut running back for a committee setup like they have here in Atlanta. And uh, with the um, New England, he, he had an 18, 931 yards rushing, 50 receiving. Uh, last year, he had 845 rushings, four touchdowns, 21 catches, a career-high 21 catches for 128 yards. So overall, in his four years, he's had 3,137 yards, 18 touchdowns, and he's averaged 4.2 yards a carry. So I doubt the Falcons um, have anybody of this ilk. You know, their top running back is a wide receiver, Corderell Patterson. Damian Williams has been a kind of agility back, kind of third down back, just like Sony. So, uh, you know, I don't know. He's only 27, too. Damian's a little bit older. So that, that would be the spot he would fit in best. And then Tyler Algier. The rookie made it over Quadri Allison and Caleb Huntley. Uh, so they must really like him a great deal. So Sony Michelle is out there. He went to the Rams last year for a sixth and a fourth pick to New England. You know, the, the Rams were Cam Makers were hurt, was hurt. They needed uh Sony to take over for a while down the stretch. He did a great job, admirable job. Uh only had two carries for two yards in the Super Bowl, but he's got Two rings, multiple rings for Sony Michelle. Second item here for uh, for us is we wanted to look around the NFC South. We'll do that, and then we'll toss to the break. But the NFC South, the big news up in Carolina is, you know, Baker Mayfield taking over, Sam Darnold getting hurt. Uh, they made a trade for LaVisca Chenault. We just saw him here with Jacksonville. So the Panthers or um, – you know, locked and loaded and ready to go. They traded Dennis Dillon to Tennessee for some draft picks. So um, they've been on the move today also. You know, the big news down in Tampa was Brady coming back, and uh, they made their cuts pretty, pretty quick. Some people thought Scotty Miller was going to be let go, but they kept him, the little speedster receiver who got open deep against Green Bay in uh, the NFC Championship game during their Super Bowl run. Uh, but Scotty was not cut. They did cut Ryan Logan, and they're going to try to bring him back since he doesn't have to clear waivers. Another cut that caught our eye from Tampa was uh, Deidre Sanat, former Falcons third-round pick uh, from South Florida. He's trying to catch on with the hometown team. Uh, Didn't do it uh, and got cut. So he's one of the nice kids. He was a good kid here. You know, you knew a story about his mom and dad dying. So you kind of wish him. The best for him, but pro football might not be in the cards for Deidre. So the Saints, the biggest news of today was that, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson getting traded to the Eagles by the Saints. That was um, a stunner a little bit because uh, they were talking about a long-term deal, but uh, I guess they weren't able to work that out. It ended up 
uh, trading him to the Eagles. They gave up the seventh and CJ to the Eagles and received a fifth rounder and the worst of the two sixth round picks uh, down the road there from the Eagles in that trade. So, you know, as you know, we just kind of started getting ready for NFC South. You know, we got two new head coaches, Matt Rule still on in Carolina and Coach uh, Coach Smith here in Atlanta. But you got Todd Bowles taking over at Tampa. Uh, and you got Dennis Allen from uh, New Orleans. Both have ties to Atlanta. Uh, Todd Bowles started his career on Doug Williams' staff at Morehouse. And, of course, Dennis Allen is a uh, Dan Reeves protege. So he's been a head coach before out in Denver. So with that, um, we're going to toss to the break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, we're back from the break. I was interested. This guy got some spot duty last year in the Buffalo game, and they were like, you know he was a defensive end, and uh, now he's a full-fledged tight end. Parker Hesse of the Atlanta Falcons. Here's uh, part of our one-on-one interview with former defensive end turned tight end, Parker Hesse. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, you know, this is my fourth year playing tight end, so mm-hmm. – it's almost as much as I was playing defense in college, so it's starting to, you know, come naturally to me. And, you know, that's just credit to the coaches pretty much I've had the last four years that have spent time developing me, teaching me, the guys I've been able to watch do it. Um, that's really helped me kind of understand and develop those skills. Um, how's Justin Peel helped you as uh, former tight end in the league? Yeah, he's been awesome, and that's something that's that's really underrated is when you have a coach that played the position for a long time. Um, you know, he knows exactly – what every route, what every block is like. So mm-hmm. he can tell you honestly, like, hey, you know, this this is stressful or this is a situation where, where we need you to win every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. And then just his attitude, you know, he's not someone that's too high, too low. Um, he's all about just, you know, sticking to it and, and being in the moment. And, you know, he's a guy really easy to play for. Uh, and, um, you know, what would it mean to make the starting uh, roster uh, and, you know, be playing as, uh, you know, kind of in the Lee Smith role? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's, um, you know, been a goal of mine. Obviously anybody who, who plays football at a young age gets to play in college. And you want your career to keep progressing. You want to have those opportunities. And, you know, I've just you know, been fortunate that this year uh, I'm, you know, kind of finding myself, um, you know, with opportunities to go out there and prove what I can do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, what has been the biggest transition? What has been the biggest part of it? I mean, you've been in it four years now, but it had to be pretty uh, different at, at yeah. Yeah, I mean, coming from playing D-line, you don't do a whole lot of, like, standing up linear running. Uh-huh. So running routes uh, mm-hmm. uh, is obviously something I still got a long ways to go, but that was the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the run game, you know, defeating a block, 
you know, with people trying to block you for four years, you kind of understand what, what they're doing. So that's something that came a little more natural. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just being up, you know, route changes, tops of routes, coming back mm -hmm. to the ball, that sort of stuff uh, has been the biggest adjustment. What about the hands? How how'd you how you doing with the hands? How'd yeah, I mean, I, I always catching it. I always joke, you know, it's it's not uh, as hard to catch it as to just get open against the guys that play <laughs> oh, defense. Okay. Yeah. Catching part. <laughs> yeah, the quarterbacks in the NFL, they throw great balls. Um, but, but yeah, the, the challenge is getting open in the NFL. That's uh, mm -hmm. what every offensive skill player has to be able to do. And, um, you know, how, um, what are some of the goals for this offense as they try to come together and, uh, you know, uh, you know, have a you know better season than last year? Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, just have an identity. Just have mm -hmm. something that we can – you know, we can we can lean on, we can hang our hats on to say, you know, there's, there's parts of the games, there's always ups and downs, there's mm -hmm. momentum changes. But if we have an identity, um, that's something that we know who we are, you know, when things aren't going good or when we're starting to, to score a team to say, hey, this is who we're going to be and this is how we're going to come back or this is how we're going to put this game away. Mm -hmm. What do you got to say to guys that they might be a defensive end, they might be a fullback, and they might, you know, uh, you know, develop into a tight end. What do you tell them to just, you know, to keep their football dreams alive? I always tell them it ain't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's, that's what I, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, just, uh, you know, if you, if you really like football, you know, just pay attention no matter what position you're in. You know, if you just if you stay focused and show up every day, you know, that's puts you in the best chance to have an opportunity no matter what position you are. Well, all right, now, as we move towards the head of the um, the start of the football season, we get the Thursday night game, then the Falcons go on Sunday. You know, we're going to have our preview stories coming out that week of the uh, opening game. One of the big ones is, hey, How's how's the defense coming along? So we asked cornerback uh, AJ Terrell about that. Everything been going smooth. Uh, just ready to go now. You know, went through training camp, all the preseason games, and uh, just getting ready to go next week. Yep. So he's coming together. Uh, I, I've been asking everybody the same question. Mikael Walker said, "Hey, it's gonna be about tackling." Lorenzo Carter. Like, hey, we got to assault the pocket. Hey, that sounded good. That was the best, you know, best thing I've heard. Richie Grant is uh, his assignment sure. AJ gave his perspective and said, from all my talks with the defenders, I'm trying to paint a picture of what you all are going to be seeing on the defensive side of the ball this year. So uh, that was from our little time with uh, AJ Terrell. So, you know, in practice, you know, the cornerbacks watch the wide receivers. So um, Jared Bernhardt was the leading receiver for the Falcons with five catches for 105 yards and the game-winning touchdown in Detroit. So I wanted to know from AJ what were what were his thoughts on Bernhardt? Athletic guy. If you look at him, you wouldn't really think, you know, he can he can move and all that. But he's definitely been putting on the show, been opening people's eyes, opening my eyes. So um, like you said, I haven't really went against him a lot, but every time I see him, he's making a play. Well, all right, yeah, because he, um, you know, the route running uh, is a little, little sketchy, but, you know, he played lacrosse. You know, he was a quarterback in Division Two with Fair State up there in Big Rapids. So, you know, it wasn't going to look smooth, but he caught the ball. And he knew, I thought, in that Detroit game, he knew to fight for that ball. He he said he um it was I don't know if it was a lacrosse skill or nothing. He said it was a football skill, but he made his way back to that ball and caught on the uh, game winning touchdown catch. 
that, you know, they have to reward guys like that that come into camp, do everything you ask them to. And, um, you know, they get to keep working with him and try to develop him. So, yeah. And then, um, you know, I wanted to know from AJ, hey, what is their defensive identity going to be? Um, like I said, just make a play. Um, that, that's what it all comes down to when, the, when everything comes your way. You know, just make plays on the ball, always be around the ball, just lead and have the next play mentality. All right, that's what he wants to do. Wants to lead, make plays on the ball. That's good. Uh, you know, if all this stuff works out, you know, the defense should be much improved. You know, first step, you know, Coach Pease was talking early in the season about or exhibition season about getting in the top 10. First step is get out of the bottom 16. Okay, then you can start talking about the top 10. I mean, you are in the bottom 16 and everything. So uh, I think 18 pass defense was the best just because the running was so bad. So get out of the bottom of the league first, then start shooting for the top 16. So, you know, today was a, a tough day around the league. The Falcons had to get down from 80 to 27. And uh, they uh, had to get rid of some players that had good good training camps here. Uh, we're just going to go down the list in no particular order. The biggest shock for us was Anthony Fersker. I think he was the only lock that we had that got cut. Most of the other players were either on the bubble or long shots. So Frank Darby, wide receiver, that's the first draft pick. Uh, you know, I think he got, you know, got to get cut and they brought him back to the practice squad. But Derek Tiangelo, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, he was signed late in camp. Cameron Batson, he's a veteran. Uh, Justin Schaefer, the sixth-round pick from Georgia. Uh, D-back Corey Ballantyne, he had the interception in the game on Saturday. Uh, he got beat deep, too. Uh, Fiskers, uh, you know, came over from Tennessee. Uh, Tucker Fist, another tight end. Uh, inside linebacker Nick Kiowatowski. Offensive lineman Jonathan Harrison. Running back Caleb Huntley, he led the team in rushing. Strong practice squad candidate. Tight end McCole Pruitt. Offensive guard Ryan Newzell. If he clears, he'll probably be back. Offensive tackle Tyler Vrabel. Defensive tackle uh, Abdullah Anderson. Offensive guard Kobe Gassett. Thought he had a good camp. I know he played for Coach Leftford and probably will be coming back to the practice squad. Stanley Berryhill had some great plays in training camp. Definitely showed he belonged with the big boys, but it's a lot of receivers out there. Uh, Darren Daniels, defensive line. Running back Quadri Allison, he had a great camp. They're going to try to probably slide him back through. Uh, Watson, that was the tight end from Texas San Antonio. They tried to make into a tackle. I think they saw enough to want to bring him back also to the practice squad, which they have 12 noon tomorrow to do. Outside linebacker Jordan Brelford, defensive back Matt Hankins, uh, Nick Thurman, we had him uh, making it too. He's one of, the one, one of the surprise ones for us. He flashed during camp, and it appeared to be enough spots for him, but they went to some of the other guys. Henry Black, uh, safety, sometime with Green Bay, and then Tez Tibor, he, play, he hits. He played... Uh, 
He played well in that exhibition game with a lot of the backups, but uh, you know, he's uh he was cut. And the wave injured list is Dorian Etheridge. Now his deal is he has a bone bruise. He got carted off in the game on Saturday. Injury wasn't as bad as initially thought. So he might be back in a couple of weeks. You can see him come back to the practice squad, perhaps. And then fullback John Rain was also waived injured. So those were the cuts. Uh, not many surprises, but a few. And uh, that's how the Falcons will proceed into the regular season. Now, we talked about the title in this episode, Falcons roster to remain fluid. Coach talked about it being fluid. And the reason why it's going to be fluid is because the Falcons have a record amount of dead salary cap space. They have um, $63.4 million under the cap. So they're, they're, they're going into these games against teams that have spent $220 million plus. Where they 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 haven't been able to do so because they did they spent their money on previous contracts and here is why you know coach is saying it's fluid why they're gonna try to get better on other rosters because they have to they had to take the hit on these salaries when they came in it was either hey kiss and keep rolling with kiss and make up and keep rolling with Dan Quinn's guys. Or, you know, got cleared the deck at some point. And they didn't clear it all the way the first year. They did get rid of Julio. But they brought back Ryan and Fowler and Tyler Davidson. And, you know, Dion's still here. They decided they liked uh, Jake Matthews and Grady, extended them and lowered their numbers. But this dead money breakdown is um, historic. And they're going to play through it. You know, and, and it's going to show in the roster. That's why people are saying only going to win two games and uh, pick for last place because, you know, they, they have their hands tied behind their back this season with a the record amount of dead salary cap space. Matt Ryan's deal is $40.5 million. You know, that's three players right there. Uh, Julio Jones, $15.5 million. Then you got to play against them twice. Because uh, he signed with Tampa Bay. And then Dante Fowler's 4.6. We see he's in Dallas. You don't have to see him. And then uh, Tyler Davidson, 1.2. And, um, you know, I don't know where Tyler's landed or, or, or anywhere if he has. But so that's why, um, you know, coach is saying it's going to be fluid. They're going to be looking around. Uh, Sony Michelle looks like somebody they need to kick the tires on. It could certainly help the running game. Any lineman that can help, are you still comfortable with the line? Because uh, they, it was three positions up for grabs. We know who won two of them. Got Caleb McGarry at right tackle, Elijah Wilkinson coming over from the Bears, a converted tackle at the left guard spot. And then at center, you got Drew. We're going to go in and stay with our projection for Drew Dahlman there. So that's what you have as your offensive line. And, uh, you know, your new quarterbacks or Matt Ryan, Desmond Ritter, they list Felipe Franks as a tight end on the official roster that came out. So I tried to put him at three quarterbacks. Then I saw that and I'm like, nope, he's a tight end. He cut, got Anthony Fersker cut. So we'll see. Um, you know, if you look at the bottom, it's going to be some more moves made. And they basically said that. So there's no real surprise on, um, 
on that. We just got to see who gets through waivers. And, uh, you know, we, we were trying to say, hey, coach, where are you looking at running backs? You're going to tie He's like, we're looking at anything or any place that can improve the roster. So here's the initial 53-man roster. Some good stories on there. Timothy Horn, big kid. Uh, D. Offered, uh, cornerback out of uh, Tusculum from Spalding and Griffin County. The lacrosse uh, kid and option quarterback uh, makes the initial roster. But uh, you know, don't um, don't etch anybody's names in stone. We've been told that, so uh, that's what we're gonna do. And the Falcons are gonna try to unturn every stone to make sure that they have the best roster possible. So with that, we're going to you know we we heard from Arthur Smith today. We'll just do a quick quick review for you. We heard from Arthur Smith on some of the things he's facing. Uh, Chris Lindstrom gave us some insight to his position. We heard from tight end Parker Hesse. And then A.J. Terrell shared with us a couple views on the team and uh, Jared Bernhardt as we also discussed Sony Michelle being released for two Super Bowl rings. Quick trip around the NFC South. Went into the cuts in detail and then went into the reason why the situation is going to be so fluid for the Falcons. Uh, it was called the roster churn. That's what they did in Seattle when they, uh, you know, won their teams. And uh, that's what they did in Kansas City under Ken Dorsey. You know, when you're at the bottom of the league and you're at the top of the waiver wire, you get your first shot at, at some talent. And the Falcons certainly plan on doing that. Uh, you know, they have some chips to trade if they want to get in the trade market. So, you know, we're going to um, probably put our arms around uh, maybe 35 of these guys, 35 to 40. And the last 10 to 13 guys, you know, they might be on the move. So stay tuned. Pay attention. Uh, practice squad is due tomorrow at 6. A lot of these names that got cut today will be coming back through. And um, then they'll try to upgrade. Their practice squad, too, from other rosters, other guys they've been scouting throughout the exhibition season from the other teams around the league. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.